everybody. Welcome into the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me, and I appreciate that. Hope you all have had an amazing work week. You had a great Easter and an even sexier weekend. And for my Eastern um, Orthodox families, still Sinesti. That's uh, this is our party this weekend. So very, very excited. My favorite holiday of the year, Greek Easter. So I am recording a little bit. Um, video game episodes actually a little bit behind. I am still mentally and emotionally reeling. Um, from Avengers Endgame, got a chance to go with a group of folks last night to go see the premiere of it, and oh my goodness, uh, no spoilers, I will have my official review for you guys this upcoming Monday on our, as we get back to our schedule of our weekly TV and movie-focused episode, um, for those that do listen to that side of it, um, of the podcast. Um, I you know, did say that, hey, that took a hiatus last week, and I replaced it with the premiere of a little new show that I was very excited about to record and and just kind of mess around with called Roundtable, which is a ongoing series I hope to do more of, uh, depending on certain subject matters. Uh, specifically, I think um, the next one is going to be maybe an E3 special for my video game listeners. I think I like to rotate that and bounce back if possible, but... Um, maybe we'll do a preview or we'll do a review cap. I'm still working out the details, but um, so far the reaction to it though has been awesome. So thank you guys so very much for that. You guys have been incredible, and it I wasn't expecting to get the feedback and, and the appreciation and love for it that I've been getting so far for it. So thank you again to our residential Haven podcast comic book expert slash enthusiast Tommy for coming on. Appreciate you, bud. Um, hopefully we can do definitely more of that stuff in the future with a couple more members around the table. I'm definitely looking forward to that, and I wouldn't be upset if alcohol is involved. But that's not why you listen. You listen for the latest and greatest going on in the world of video games, and on this week's video game-focused episode, it's a, how can I put this? Uh, it's a light one. Not a lot going on in video games. A lot of leaks. I mean, I talked about this last weekend. Everybody and their moms has a leak. Just making shit up as they go for E3, shit that's getting announced and everything. A big one was, uh, I just wanted to share this because I was actually kind of somewhat excited for this one and it turned out to be bollocks, but that, uh, the guys over at Rocksteady known for the Arkham Knight series, um, they were, they're working on a game currently right now and everyone thought it was Superman, which I don't know why they wouldn't. That'd be kind of cool, but I mean, well, it makes sense. They fucking did Batman for so long, right? And like oh let's go do another superhero movie it's like eh, why don't you go do original ip or something like that sorry i took a sip of the cafe um but they we there was a cool leak coming out of 4chan that you know again all it turns out to be bullshit but this is a cool idea that they were doing basically a destiny their own version of the destiny looter shooter but set in the world of dc as, and it's called the Outlaws, and you're basically kind of like the Suicide Squad or some shit like that, and there's going to be loot, and a whole ton, a whole host of microtransactions. So, that just made me giddy. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, because I knew I love our microtransactions. But, speaking of, even though we have a lighter episode today, there's definitely one big story that's making the rounds this week that's kind of the sole focus, and this is always the bad thing, when you have a video game come out and there's really not much else going on in the world of video game news that you will get a huge fucking spotlight on your game that you normally wouldn't and then i do have a recommendation for you so let's start with the news bit so this past week a little game i'm sure you guys have heard of it it's called mortal kombat 11 released 
um, developed by NetherRealms Games, as well as its director, Ed Boon, who's been around since, like, the dawn of time at this point. I think he's ageless. They had the new Mortal Kombat game come out, and it has been rifed with controversy. So, critically, the reviews it's getting is actually very well done. I guess from a mechanic standpoint and just an overall fighting game, it's really fucking awesome. Like, they nailed it out of the park that they keep finding these ways in such a short window to keep improving the fighting genre and the series and keeping it fresh and new and keep pushing it. So you had some stuff that like three of the biggest criticisms about this game that are coming out right now via like fans, two of which I will go over in kind of passing order just because I find them hilarious. But then third of what everyone's getting butthurt about is, is kind of, let's be honest, it's pretty legit somewhat at least. So let's start with the first two, like, uh, people people losing their shit over. First one is, in this game, uh, there's one of many endings or something for uh, Jax, the character, where he ends slavery. Um, I don't know why you'd be upset about that. I just, I don't understand why that upsets you. If uh, I saw it on YouTube where someone used the comp, but if it was Jax killing Hitler, no one would be angry. And it's like, yeah, probably not. But I thought this was hilarious. But then there was Boobgate, my friends. That's right. The second thing is the boobies. People upset because there's so many males in this video game running around shirtless with their pecs hanging out and all these ladies who are completely clothed and they are upset because the ladies are not showing their tatas or chesticles as I've dubbed it on this podcast. And it's like, yeah, okay, we're really just reaching at straws now, aren't we? But the third and last thing that everyone's very, very upset about is its monetization model. So... From what I can gander about this game, you there is a lot of microtransaction currencies. There is no loot boxes, but there is a and there's really no pay to win aspect to this game. However, <clears throat> the game itself has this thing called like Tower of I want to call it Tower of Terror, but that's a Simpsons reference, I believe. It's like the Tower of something, blah blah blah. And I guess the setup of it is very mobile game-ish. And it gets increasingly harder to the point where it's broken. So the creator, Ed Boon, has come out and said, like, oh, we know the balancing's off of this and we're going to fix it. As to when and what that fix is, that remains to be seen. So people are kind of giving them a pass in that regard. If this balancing of the game is as bad as people are making it out to be, then it's... I find this hard to believe that this was just a miscue on the the developer's part i think this was done intentionally to create an artificial grind or create a grind that is so unbearable so hard to the point where you are then incentivized more to go buy these microtrends because they have like power-up boosts they have experience boost stuff of that that you you know you get within the game itself you can't buy them yet which is interesting so it's like keep grinding for the stuff get these products or these items pop them and then it becomes easier but that does not mean that down the road, I, we will not be reading an article or I will be telling you about an article that discusses how they finally made these items, these power-ups in the game, purchasable through actual money. Um, you can buy skins in this game. There are certain skins that you can only get by unlocking in-game, by beating certain avenues, which is great. Um, but there are other stuff you can buy. So then there was a story that came out in, in association with this that's like hey it's going to cost you six thousand four hundred and forty dollars or something to buy everything or over a course of a year and a half grind for everything to unlock it <clears throat> which for some is very unreasonable now i think if you're talking about skins and all that to unlock stuff it's 
yeah, it's sucky. Like, I just think that's a boring way to play your game and have people unlock stuff, but it's not like we're talking about an MMO here. If it was an MMO and people were bitching that, hey, it's going to take me forever to unlock this or get this item, then, I mean, you can go fuck yourself. I personally like that in games. It's a sense of, you know... I worked my ass off, I got it, and now I'm one of the very few people in the world that does have it, and that always, you know, links itself to, what's the word I'm looking for? It links to these moments of, like, people even messaging you or, or something on the game, like, where'd you get that sword or that piece of armor? That's so, that's so cool, and it makes you feel good as a player because you worked your ass off for something that only you've obtained it to this point. So I always think that grind, if it's done well... It, it, it works, but there's other t so many other games that get it wrong, and they don't understand why they're getting it wrong. So for this game, um, even Ed Boon came out and said this 6,000 thing is all bullcrap, like that's somebody doing fake news and everything like that, so that's that's fine. But at the end of the day with this game, it's it's a couple things that pop in my head. You have so many people, I think at last check it was 2.7 on Metacritic from users about this game. 2.7 out of 10. And critically, I think it's around the 9s. So that's a huge disparity. It's something similar we've seen with other games in the past um, for a bevy of different re reasons. But like Tomb Raider was one of them because of a price drop. And then Anthem because it just hates you and EA wants to take your soul. But also... Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a tough bag. Like, here you have a brand new game where a lot of people work their ass off, and the narrative is not about the game. That seems to be a very good game. It's about your microtransaction shit. And I understand people that are staunch defenders of this coming out and saying, like, well, you can't buy these XP boosts yet, or you can't buy them, you know, it's, it's grindy, but that's the way, you know, it's incentive for you to play and stuff like, okay, but when that's your narrative... You have fucked up, and it tells me your head is in the sand during your development window, that you think this is not going to blow up in your face. It's being completely either arrogant or being completely oblivious to the obvious gravity of what microtransactions are in this current video game climate. So regardless if your game is truly pay to win or not, that is your narrative now about this game. So people work their ass off to do a great game and get it out in a reasonable amount of time, and this is the narrative because you got greedy because you had a cool idea to make it look and feel like a mobile game regardless if that's there or not like what the fuck are you doing why are you doing these things i, I don't understand like you're survey the situation it doesn't work out well and if you don't believe me too i mean look at something like we talked about it before fallout 76 here's a game that you know had its bevy of issues it's it, it pretty much is a piece of shit at launch and a lot of lies and we've seen their microtransactions now go completely out of the realm that they told us at launch of what it was going to be. And people are fucking pitchforking that shit. Like, actually, I should take that back. No one's pitchforking it. They're just uninstalling from their hard drive, and they're not going back to play the game whatsoever. They're leaving it. So that popu or the population has severely dropped, and there's a huge drought in that game. And good luck getting that player base back, regardless of all your updates that you're doing, because you've just basically given the middle finger to your fan base and that's not fun that's not cool people don't want to play that but so i'm very curious to see what how fast they change this around if anything or if they're like hey, let's give it a week and or two and just kind of see if everyone's still upset about it as much as they are right now so we got that piece of news um so great job never realms way to i shouldn't say nether realms great job whoever decided that 
let's make our game look and feel like a mobile game and put all these practices and hundreds of different currencies in it and not expect people to assume the worst, which why wouldn't we look at the industry, look where it's been and where it's going. It's, you know, people don't like these things and there's certain ways they've been accepting of them. So just stick to that lane. But you put these things in a way where I don't blame anyone for being extremely skeptical of and worried and fearful that you may down the road flip a switch on your end and then all of a sudden you can buy XP or you can buy these power boosters in the game. And it's just, it's just insane to me that these guys keep doing this stuff. But speaking of another clusterfuck, because again, I've always said this, it wouldn't be an episode of the video game podcast's weekly episode. I've never said that per se, but you get the idea um, that we didn't have an anthem story. Gotta have an anthem story. So recently this week it came out via Forbes that um, basically Bioware is abandoning their roadmap they put out for Anthem. This roadmap's been up for months now. Um, a lot of stuff that said we're going to come out in the month of April has not come out at all. They haven't even commented of the status of any of these items and they've pretty much shut it down. So just more reinforcement. So this is more of, I guess, a touch in or let's, let's just check in story. That Anthem is a giant mess. It is a huge clusterfuck of a video game. And uh, I'm very curious to see if and when this game recovers. I think it will in a year or so. It's going to take a lot of time, work, and money. But they've invested so much into it. I don't see them pulling the plug and just being like, ah, it's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, Or not figure it out. They'll just pull the plug and call it a day. Like I, I just don't see that happening with Anthem. But for any of those people out there that are listeners that bought it day one, I am sorry. Um, I did warn you guys about this before the game even dropped. So can't say that no one told you. But <laughs> um, with that said, um, as we go towards the tail end here of this episode of wrap up, I know a shorter one. I'm, I'm sorry about that, guys. But I, I, I can make news up if you want me to. If that's what you guys want, you let me know. Just send in your listener questions to thehavenpc at gmail.com. Send those in and I will have a segment that I will just make up outlandish shit. I think that could be kind of fun to do. I wouldn't mind doing that for a little while. Um, but our last bit here, I wanted, I have a game to recommend for you guys and it comes via game pass called vampire. Now this is a game that came out, I believe it was fall or August of last year. I had my eye on it. The reviews came out and they were like seven and a half to eights, uh, across the board for the most part. So I got involved with so much other video games at the time. It kind of fell at the wayside, unfortunately, but I've recently had a chance to put some hours into it. I think I'm about 15 or so. And holy crap, what a game, man. Who I just if you are looking for a old school, just kind of not old school, but more of a dedicated RPG single player experience that is very different in terms of settings that we usually get for that kind of a genre, check this game out. It is so cool. You play this doctor guy and well. I don't want to spoil anything because even in the beginning, there's a when they set up the story. It's I really enjoyed it how they set it up and all that stuff. And I, I don't want to ruin anything. But if you're looking for that single RPG experience, that's it for you. It has the dialogue trees where you can go and you you literally can speak with almost any NPC you come across. And they do a very intelligent design that I haven't seen before in a game where, as the title suggests, you are a vampire, but you can get strong, you get more experience points to level up and get new abilities, unlock new abilities, etc., make them stronger by 
what's it called? Like, is there a code word for rape for vampires? <laughs> Where if you suck the blood of innocent NPCs, you get more experience that way compared to you just fighting the witch hunters, which are like the dedicated bad guys. You'll get some experience for that, but it's nowhere in comparison to like taking the life of an innocent person in this game. So they force you in the game to make these choices and decisions of, you know, do you, do you go after, do you prey on these innocent people to get stronger or do you try to suppress your urges as a vampire and your bloodlust? And then what they also do, which I was very excited about, you kind of come to these conclusions by having dialogue, right, with these NPCs. And they tell you a story, you learn information about them, you can go back to them and unlocks new, um, what's it called? Uh, dialogue branches, right? So you learn more. So all of a sudden you think this one person over here is like, oh, this is a great guy. He is a sweetheart. He uh, helps kids with, you know, wooden or wood um, gathered and wrapped around their leg. And this is great because it takes place in colonial time. And so, oh, and then you think this is all going well. Then you hear a bit of information about said person from another source. And you go back to clarify with them like, hey, you know, I heard you like, you know, you kick puppies kind of thing. And they're like, yep, I do. I kick puppies. But they do it in a very more uh, subtle way, I guess. So there's all these elements where it's not just good or bad. There is gray. There is good people that do bad things. And at its core, people that are really fucked up that do tell you and share with you good things that they've done or because of their decisions that are kind of gray, you're like, hey, you're not a good guy. But the reason you're giving me for why you did this to this person I can kind of relate to it. So it's a lot of that. So props to them for doing that. Um, pretty big uh, skill trees as well for you to kind of get into. They all have different abilities. And the one thing I love is if you have an ability, it's like, oh, hey, um, this ability allows you to like teleport everywhere, right? So when you select it, it will branch off into two paths. And each ability is like this. Um, well, not each. Most of them are. And you kind of got to weigh the pros and the cons of each one. So there's a lot of player choice. You can definitely craft your play style around it, which is very, very nice. Um, they have like weapon system in there. They have mats for crafting. You're, you have a... Uh, the crafting system is actually pretty dope in this game. And then they do the stuff too that I like where if you come across certain materials, you can create like medicines because you are a doctor at its core in this game, which is very... Like literally you're a doctor vampire, which creates its own sense of like what the hell you take all that and you can just have these potions like in your back pocket like on your inventory so when you are in a dialogue with somebody and like say they're suffering from strep throat you have a potion that you can choose to give them and you can do that for one of two ways one because you're a good person and you want to help them or two if you do help them and they get healthy and they heal they actually will give you more experience points if you decide to kill them. So it's like, okay, do you really want to take the shortcut version of this XP gain? Or do you want to come off as a good guy, help them out, gain their confidence? And then you can take advantage of them even more with their XP after you kill them. So it's really kind of sadistic now that I say it out loud. Because you as the player, you're like, oh, now you're going the long haul. You're going the extra mile, the extra step to fuck this person over. So it's like, oh, shit, man, this is crazy. So just great stuff all around. Props to them. So, yeah, Vampire, it's over on Game Pass if you have it. Um, regardless of what platform you play on, I don't think it's like 20 bucks now on average. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. It's a awesome game. Really, or just put in your backlog. Put in your backlog for summer coming up. But so let's see. We're here 20 minutes. Yeah, it works. Um, 
that's going to do it for me today, you guys. Again, apologies. We didn't have a lot of video game news that of, of concreteness, if you will, coming out this week. But I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did making it for you, as usual with the propers. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard or even if you're meh about it, uh, lots of ways for you to get involved with the podcast or and or help it grow. I will have links in the description of this episode on how you can do just that, such as subscribe, rate, review, uh, comment, like, um, you know, just no dick pics, please, um, on your podcast listening platform of choice. And um, yeah, make sure you also send your listener questions to thehavenpc at gmail.com as well. And if you're on Mixer or the Instagrams, um, I have links in the description as well on how where we are at on those two platforms. So get involved there. I'm always posting stuff usually on that and doing some streams. So um, that's going to do it for me, you guys. Again, hope you have an amazing, beautiful weekend. Um, take care of each other and love each other. I don't know why I said that. I just see fucking Avengers Endgame. That's me all sentimental about shit. What the fuck? Um, anywho, thank you so much for listening, you guys. And then make sure to check in um, this Monday. Like I said, we have the, uh, my official Avengers Endgame review for our TV and film um, listeners. And then on next week's video game episode, that I'm excited about because I will have content. Absolutely. I'm going to have my official... Um, kind of hands-on impression because I can't stream it because of NDA reasons of a little game called Blessed Unleashed, which is a game that's been popped on my radar uh, late or earlier this year. So I'm finally getting a chance for the next couple of days to preview this build that they have out right now for us. So I'm going to check that out and I'll check back with you guys on that next Monday. So thanks again, you guys, and take care.